0: Welcome to PharmaTalk Radio Podcasts. I'm pleased to share a featured presentation from the 2022 Craco Conference on the topic of partnering with health systems to enhance diverse patient access in immunology clinical trials. For more information about the CRECO Conference, our editorials, podcasts, and webinars, please visit CRECOEvent.com. Thank you, and enjoy the podcast. Good morning, everyone. Uh, my name is Chetan Karieker. Um, I lead the Late Development Group in uh, Rheumatology and Rare Diseases at Janssen Pharmaceuticals. And um, I'm also co-chair of uh, an effort that I'll refer to at the very end of the talk uh, that is associated with diversity, equity, and inclusion um, at an immunology level and at a J&J level called ORTI. I want to begin with uh, thanking uh, the organizers, uh, Andrew, Uh, and the chairs of uh, this wonderful meeting because I think it's a very, very important concept for us to talk about, uh, which is how do we position clinical trials as uh, a care mechanism for lots of patients out there. Now, the first two talks this morning were a perfect start to what I'm going to talk about because I'm going to reiterate a lot of points uh, that were covered in the beginning Uh, from an industry perspective. Um, The big question that has been posed that Dr. Bird also highlighted in her talk was, are we recruiting the right patients uh, in our clinical trials? Simple answer is no. Um, So, I think some of this data was already shown this morning by Dr. Bird. Uh, where even at the level of um, research, when we're collecting genetic samples for patients, we're starting with the wrong population. We're, we're starting with largely Europeans in this case, for example. And so how do we translate some of the cool science that was just uh, exhibited by, by the previous talk into actually applicable um, medicines for patients? Another example is a clinical example in cancer research where uh, the, the researchers looked at the population where the, 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 the disease is prevalent. However, the kind of patients we recruited in the study were completely different. And so applying that principles of clinical trial data back to the, to the actual application is going to be quite difficult for us. Two simple examples from two different aspects of, of research that pharma deals with. So uh, we want to take this opportunity uh, at Janssen. And 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 uh, this was, thankfully, um, in 2018, 2019, when this research came out. And since then, we have applied uh, the the. lots of solutions to the problem that exists, which is really thinking about diversity, equity, and inclusion in our clinical trials. And the key to success in, in bringing in diverse patients in our clinical studies is partnership. Partnership with two major stakeholders. One is the patient and the community associated with the patient, it's not just the patient, it's everybody around the patient that is really critical that we engage with. And the second is the investigators and the sites that, uh, who are actually the caregivers for these patients, that can bring in these patients. So I highlight many things, many tools uh, that, are, uh, that, we, that we think about as basic principles in engaging patients or engaging uh, the sites, The key is that we have to talk to the patients and the sites, and we have to understand their perspective. So a lot of learning, asking questions up front, even before we start thinking about research in those patients and and that particular disease is really critical. And we have to do that both from the patient and the community perspective, as well as the investigator perspective. We have to understand both aspects. Then, once we learn about them, we have to deploy tools, deploy uh, ways of of connecting with them. Um, Some of the points were brought up earlier. Enduring enduring alliances, building enduring alliances is really critical. It's not one and done. I think Dr. Bird mentioned that. We don't want to be helicoptering in, gathering the data, making them feel used, and get get out of there. I think this is a critical concept that we need to uh, engage in. And lastly... Uh, again was highlighted earlier this morning was the concept of trustworthiness. You have to build trust to engage diverse patients in our clinical studies. There is just no solution outside of that. You have to build trust. So how do we do it? Um, We have, thankfully, a a very well-organized group, internal group, that is dedicated to thinking about these issues on a daily basis. And so with that, uh, for example, previously we used to just copy-paste, I used to call, protocols, if you will. Whatever happened in the past, use that same concept, inclusion-exclusion criteria, uh, use the same sites, everything, and just paste it into a new study. That doesn't work. We have to now start customizing, customizing for every single project. And so we uh, collect a lot of data, uh, patient cohort analysis, and we actually looked at attrition data for for these patients. Um, Well, surprisingly enough, attrition for diverse patient populations is actually very similar, which is surprising, but not so surprising. What was surprising, or not so surprising again, was the reasons behind attrition was very different. What that told us was that diverse patients had diverse needs. Simple concept, but yet, exemplified with the data that we collected. We looked at screen failure rates um, and and really tried to connect those screen failure rates to inclusion-exclusion criteria. And what we found was that there is a deep connection between the populations we exclude uh, and the screen fail rate associated with those populations. So we started to look at inclusion-exclusion a little bit differently. And then there's nothing like connecting with your customer, which is the patient, so patient voice activities are really critical. We try to understand what the specific unmet need for those patients are and what are the barriers. And with having all of this knowledge, we then customize for every single study what we want to do, where we want to go, what do we want to, how, do, how do we want to communicate with these patients. So um, we don't do this all by ourselves and uh, we do it with a host of partners. Um, and some of you are present over here um, as well. So what do we do? We increase awareness, uh, partnering with these, these institutions uh, for uh, clinical trials for, for specific diseases uh, and disease background understanding. Leverage transparent messaging. That is a critical concept for, uh, for building trustworthiness. We engage the community in long-term organic relationships, not the helicopter in and out, and then educate uh, physicians, the the investigators, on um, biases that exist, exist in not just uh, conducting the study, but enrolling patients' populations as well. So I'm gonna take three examples uh, and give you a very quick uh, uh, view of what we are doing. We uh, engage Cobb Institute in the inflammatory bowel disease field. Uh, where it's a very well-respected, established organization in this field. They know the patients, and they know how to reach the patients, how to engage communities, uh, who are the people in the community that we need to talk to, uh, build programs around funneling those patients into the the research sites, and then really co-sponsoring diversity, equity, and inclusion in clinical trial educational programs associated with them. Lupus Research uh, Institute or or LRA is again a very well-respected lupus uh, uh, organization that uh, we have engaged in the Change Program. This Change Program is creating what they are calling as research pods that engage uh, various components of the community um, and uh, and educational institutions, healthcare practitioners, in forming um, uh, solutions that are customized, localized to a particular area. And lastly, Yale Cultural Ambassador Program. Uh, Really in the Yale area, uh, they've done a phenomenal job in really coming up with engaging uh, solutions with churches or with the Hispanic community uh, leaders in really increasing awareness and bringing that population in. So this cannot be done alone. It has to be done with partnerships. Equally important is ensuring that um, we engage the, the, the uh, principal investigators and uh, the physicians and the healthcare practitioners who are actually conduits for, in some sense, big pharma research in, in, in ensuring that all these diverse patients come into the clinic. And so what do we do? Uh, we use big data. Uh, there is tons of data available that we can leverage, uh, and I think there are talks today about it as well. So, real world data is a critical component, be it uh, claims data, be it uh, um, uh, registries, what have you, is available out there. We take that and analyze what we consider as hotspots for the disease of interest. And we take, we, we overlay those hotspots with our um, map of, of investigators what we've begun to find is that uh, there is a huge, huge disconnect between where the patients are and where the sites are. And so we've now begun to identify that gap and really begun to fill those gaps and try to really understand where do we need to go beyond the footprint that exists already within the pharma world. Uh, There's lots of enrollment data in many of the diseases that we have. So we really try to dig, dig deep into the enrollment data really try to understand where these these patients uh, uh, exist and why they are not within our studies that we're conducting. And finally, similar to patients, listening to the researchers is equally important. Uh, Understanding why they are not able to to bring in these patients uh, that they, they know exist or they serve, but they're not able to convince these patients to come into clinical studies. And uh, we collect, again, all of this information and try to go beyond our footprint, try to customize solutions for each of the sites. We can't do this alone, again, on uh, the investigator end. We want to make sure that we're engaging with the right partners uh, to be uh, able to connect with the right kind of investigators to give them the right kind of tools so that they are able to convert that and bridge that uh, or reduce that gap between the lack of diverse patients within our clinical studies. So what do we do? Uh, We expand access through virtual trial elements. We increase potential patient pools in diverse communities. Some of these um, uh, 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 institutions have existing knowledge of where these pools of patients exist. We provide additional site resourcing to help with patient engagement. Um, Site resourcing is a huge topic for for Janssen and I'm sure for um, a lot of pharmaceutical companies. And really producing or dedicating resource associated with that is going to be really critical for us. And then provide patient support through trial navigators and study buddies. These are some of the concepts that have worked for us. So um, I'll, I'll take an example of, of a Lupus study that we did. Uh, this was called Lotus Study. The Lotus study was conducted in the 2017 to 2018 to 2020 time frame. Um, this was a phase three uh, study for an investigational drug, And uh, our objective, we had set for ourselves, was to enroll about 20 percent of the patient population that was diverse. Now, you might think 20% is not such a great target, but at that point in time, when we were just getting our engines primed to, to enable diverse patients to come in, that seemed like a lofty goal. And we used many of the principles that we talked about in the previous uh, few slides, engaging with the patients, engaging with the communities associated with the patients, engaging with understanding who the researchers are, where the gaps are, and Trying to customize solutions for each of these stakeholders was really critical. We're really happy and proud that we not only met the goal, but we actually exceeded it. We, we were able to bring in thirty percent of the patients that were diverse, rather than twenty percent target, and we had sub targ- targets for sub populations: Asians, uh, Blacks, Hispanics. And we were for each of these sub segments, we were able to. Um, to enroll or over enroll in that in that segment, but it also told us a few important things. One is uh, that leveraging communities is going to be really critical, and partnering with communities is going to be critical. And I really liked Dr. Bird's comment on grassroot efforts. So our grassroots, our people with the boots on the ground are MSLs from a medical perspective, in addition to uh, all the people who engage with sites. And leveraging MSLs was a key learning. Now, in every single study, we have a program where MSLs get engaged and go and, and meet with the, with, uh, with, with the sites. So... Um, We didn't stop right there, there were lots of challenges and lots of lessons learned. Uh, One of the lessons learned was um, we we need to dedicate resources uh, specific to uh, diverse inclusion efforts within each of the studies, and that principle we carry through in discussions forward. Uh, Initiate patient-wise surveys, and I would add here physician-wise surveys um, in every single protocol very early. And then partnering with advocacy organizations based off for for each of the diseases is really important. I'm glad uh, to share that, you know, we have now a new clinical study in lupus called the JASMINE study, and we have applied all of these principles and dedicated it to JASMINE. But we don't stop there. We have multiple disease areas that we go into, and we are applying uh, these principles to every single one of them. So, I want to conclude by thanking you for your time, your attention. But I also wanted to uh, highlight uh, to you an effort from Janssen, uh, or j rather, called Our Race to Health Equity. What I discussed today is just a small part of a multi pronged approach that Janssen or j is taking, uh, which has a really lofty goal or an aspirational goal to eradicate racial and social injustice as a public health threat by eliminating health equities in people of color. This is one of the three segments we focus on uh, engaging with bringing in talent, diverse talent into the industry. We're talking about DEICT today, and then there is a segment of enduring alliances. Um, So mine is a small part of the big picture of ensuring that we bring health equity throughout the world. Thank you for your time. We hope you enjoyed the podcast. For more information about the Crayco Conference, our editorials, podcasts, and webinars, please visit com. Thank you. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win?